0: The Healing Powers of God delivers our guest from Incubus, Spirit Guides, and Homosexuality on this week's Spirit Answers Podcast. Rebecca, well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, So your story is like a lot of people's story, uh, at least when they start off in Christianity. It seems like a lot of people end up leaving Christianity due to a bad uh, experience in the church and you end up from there uh, getting into the paranormal. So if you could kind of take us back to some of those experiences there early on in the church, kind of let us know what happened.
1: Okay. Thank you for having me. And yes, certainly. Um, So I was born to a Christian mother. Um, My father wasn't in the picture very much. Um, He actually passed away when I was nine. Um, But we weren't very close. I got divorced when I was super young. Um, But my mom is very Christian um, and I was actually dedicated to God as an infant. um, And I was baptized when I was seven. Um, So a lot of the bad experiences we had in the church weren't just me. It was my mom, too. Being a single mother, there was kind of a stigma attached to that and a lot of people didn't really care about the circumstances surrounding her divorce or why she chose to raise me on her own and wasn't getting remarried or anything. Um, they just kind of treated us as other. And, um, this led to us jumping around from church to church to church. And my mom kind of venting to me about what would go wrong. And then as I got older, there were just experiences where I was just treated a little bit differently. And, um, As uh, like, I went on this um, little church trip once and for some reason, like the girls just kind of treated me like kind of off, like they put a bunch of makeup on me and they were just kind of like treating me like differently. And it was just really weird. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like Mm -hmm. 11. Um, Then also I started questioning my sexuality at 13. Um, And this led me to further feel kind of ostracized. And um, now I'm completely straight. You know, that's that desire is gone now. Um, But, you know, as a teenager, it was very real. And so um, there actually was a specific experience where I renounced my Christianity, but it was actually at the hands of my mother. Oh, okay. Um, we were having a really well, we were just having a really bad fight as mothers and daughters do. Um, And she told me I didn't act like a Christian. I was 13 at the time. And so I said, you know what? That I'm not one. And then that that was that. And at that point, I was like, I'm not a Christian. I'm never going back. And it was just me being misrebellious. rebellious. Yeah. Um, so my experiences in the church definitely aren't as traumatic as some people's. But it was kind of just feeling like I never really belonged and I couldn't do it right.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, which led
1: me to kind of, and then also like kind of feeling resentful towards my mom as a petty little teenage girl. <laughs> um and that led me to kind of search for other spiritual paths because i was also under the assumption that all paths lead to god you know so yeah yeah um i didn't actually start actively searching out other religions until i was about 16. Uh um and that's when i started to get into wicca a bit yeah
0: and so at that point uh, when you got into Wicca um, was part of the appeal there the the social support there that you got that maybe you didn't get so much in church
1: so I actually have always been kind of like introverted um, and I don't want to say like oh I'm a loner but it's like I just I got used to spending a lot of time alone being an only child raised by a busy single mother and also I was homeschooled sometimes so it's like being alone was just kind of like, eh. like I got used to it Um, but I, I think one of the catalysts that led to me looking into Wicca was actually also rebellion (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
3: because
1: my mom, she actually had her own pretty horrifying experiences with the demonic and practicing witchcraft when she was about my age, the age I am now, 24. Um, and so she was like, don't mess with it. It's all demonic. And I was like, you know what? I don't believe her. And so I was like, I want to find out if it's real. I want to know if I can, like, like you know, I want to know if spells are real and I can change things, like, have some control over the physical world. And I think part of it too was kind of like wanting to be a little edgy. So I was all about edginess as a teenager. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm sure that uh, several people can relate to that. So.
1: Oh yeah, I had. I know I,
0: sh- I, I can't to an extent.
1: I had a blue mohawk at one point. And more lip piercings than this when I was like 16.
0: Yeah. Well, that uh, I can't quite relate to the mohawk, but um, actually, I can. I gave myself a mohawk for like 30 seconds once, and this was like within the last year. And uh, I realized that it it wasn't a good fit. So I can relate a little bit. It wasn't blue, though.
1: Oh, yeah. It was purple at one point, too. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cool. I had every color of the rainbow hair, every uh, Mm -hmm. piercings galore. Oh, it was. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't really get into Wicca like super heavily when I was 16. Um, I actually have a memory of coming home with a pentacle necklace on, um, or also referred to as a pentagram. Uh, my mom actually ripped it off and threw it across the room, if that goes to show how much she did not like that. Wow. Um, but I have to say now, if, if my stepchild brought that into the house, I wouldn't rip it off her neck, but I'd be like, we're putting that outside. You can put yeah. it back on when you leave her, but we're putting that it outside. It's not going the sauce. Yeah, <laughs> like a little calmer, but mm-mm, mm-mm. can't blame Mama there. She knew, she knew what was up. Um, yeah. So, uh,
0: the I, I was going to yeah. ask too. When it comes to the experiences that your mom had, um, did she also come from a Christian background? Then, was your what was your back? It was
1: she was Catholic, um, okay. Roman Catholic, but she wasn't allowed to read the Bible at her church. And wow. she didn't, yeah, she didn't really like the idea of like, she just had a lot of Catholic guilt. Um, not Nothing against like, you know, Catholics, but in her experience, she always felt guilty and she didn't really understand why she needed to pray to Mary. Um, and like why she had to say, like this many Hail Marys for forgiveness and stuff. It just didn't really click for her. And she had a lot of bad experiences too. And she just like wanted to find her own way, like mother, like daughter, you know? <laughs> yeah but we both ended up coming back to christ so thank you god
0: (laughs) yeah that's incredible um so and i also understand then so when it comes to your experiences that um you started to dabble a little bit with tarot is that right and also buddhism
1: yes um so i got i became interested in buddhism in high school but i didn't really like intensely study it so maybe around like 17 and that's also when I got into numerology and astrology I actually got into astrology pretty heavily kind of just trying to figure myself out um but I wasn't really physically performing things or like messing with cards or pendulums um until I got older when I was 19 and moved out on my own because my mom <laughs> my mom was gonna allow that stuff in the house like after the necklace I was like you know what maybe uh, I'll wait but once I moved out at 19, um, I got my first tarot deck and my friend gave me my first tarot reading or actually my ex roommate. And so like, at that point I was like, Oh, Oh, this is pretty cool. And I started getting really into it, like giving myself a lot of tarot readings, doing other people's tarot readings. And because I was like working full time and really busy, I didn't get to dive like first into it, but it was definitely a pastime. And, um, Actually, when I was 21 is when I got my first pendulum. And um, I remember I had this work friend, and she and I would sometimes go to this little cafe and we would bring our packs of tarot cards and our pendulums. We would just sit there and like do spreads for us, for friends we invited, use our pendulums to like ask questions and stuff. And basically, just like all this witchy fortune telling stuff. And Yeah. uh, yeah, that was when I was 21. Then I, I kind of fell out of practice for a couple years. Um, uh, I ended up traveling, got married, got engaged, got married, became a stepmother, started college. So it's like a lot kind of happens.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but then when I was 24, so uh, like had just turned 24, so last year um, I started really getting into. I'm like, you know what? I want to find out my spiritual path. Because I visited card readers a couple of times throughout that span of not really practicing on my own. I still had my decks. I just never used them. Still had my pendulums, never used them. Um, and I went to psychics a few times. And um, I actually went to this one psychic in, in New York who was like, something inside of you has died, something spiritual, like talking about all this stuff. And I was like, well, that's kind of sad. Maybe wish should get back into spirituality. <laughs> um So then I started to read books about Buddhism and my husband, um, he's Chinese, he's Chinese-American. So he has some family members who actually are Buddhists and I actually spoke to them and um, figured out how to, well not figured out, they taught me how to consecrate a statue and how to like set up an altar and leave out offerings and all of that stuff. And I started doing that probably in like, may or june of last year and um also
0: in relatively recent then
1: yeah this all happened really fast like god did not let me stay super involved for very long he was like this ain't for you girl <laughs> like, yeah. come home um and i would i would uh like light incense and leave out like water or like tea or an apple or like a cake and um i would meditate and i had like crystals too I forgot to mention i was pretty into crystals like i dabbled i would usually wear like a protection pendant so it's like one thing i always felt like i needed protection i always felt like there was something like kind of dark tailing me for most of my life and i know that sounds mm-hmm. like weird but it's like i always just like was would go straight for the protection stones anything that was like this offers psychic protection i'm like can i get that <laughs> um but little did i know i mean for all I know, whatever I ended up making contact with could have been tailing me for many years. I could have picked it up anywhere. Like I have no way of knowing that, and I don't really care to. I don't think it really matters. But yeah, um, yeah. So I would meditate every morning for about twenty minutes, and I started to do like visualization meditation and you know, with like binaural beats and stuff. And I realize now it's a bit dangerous. <laughs> um actually one time when I did the visualization meditation, I was trying to do, because I worshipped Guan Yin. I had a statue of her. She's. Um. Uh, do you know who Guan, Guan Yin is?
0: I, I am not familiar with Guan Yin, no.
1: Okay. Well, she's basically the equivalent of a Buddhist and also Taoist deity. Um, she is called a Bodhisattva, like an enlightened being who chose not to um, go to Nirvana to uh, keep helping people. Um, and I really like the story of Guanyin. It's all about compassion and love. And she is very, she can easily be compared to like the Virgin Mary, kind of like the Holy Mother archetype, I guess. Um, and I found myself very drawn to her. Even when I was uh, a little younger, I had um, like a goddess oracle card set, and the Guanyin card always stood out to me. So I was like, it's meant to be. Um so yeah, yeah, so I um I was actively like worshiping her, like praying to her, leaving her offerings, lighting incense for her, and then I would uh chant her um oh my gosh, I can't even remember the word for it anymore. She had like a a mantra, like a mantra that I would Uh um chant when I meditated and stuff too. And one time I was meditating and like I was meditating that I saw her because I looked up this way to do it, and oh it gives you the heebie-jeebies thinking about it but i saw like this woman and i was like on the speech and the moon was really big and stuff because she's a moon goddess it's a very common concept but she like touched my hands and my hands mm. in real life felt warm wow I, ugh, like i'm getting shivers thinking about it because at yeah. that time i'm like oh it's warm it's got to be good but at that point i'm like a demon probably was like, "Let mm, me just." <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, hind- hindsight is twenty-twenty, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Everything that yeah. I took as like a s- enlightening experience or like you know spiritual or good, now I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> now I think about it, I'm like, "I could, I could throw up, or I could smack my old self, like just go back there and just like stop." <laughs> but um, so yeah, so.
0: And real quick too, before uh, before we get to that, because I I, I know that that's an ex- important experience, um, I want I w- just wanted to address the uh, the tarot cards. Then did you did you find yourself like when you're uh, using the tarot cards? Did you find that you were having accurate uh, experiences with the tarot cards? Were they were they predictive of what was going on, or um, did you find that it was just the the experience itself that was enjoyable about it?
1: They were, they were honestly quite accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, I did readings for other people. I actually started um, charging for my readings, and my husband wow. would help me make videos. Um, I was never like super popular, but I had a lot of repeat customers, and I never had somebody tell me that a reading was really off-base or incorrect, and I didn't ask for a lot of details.
0: Yeah. Um, wow.
1: And uh, yeah, that's something that kind of unsettles me a bit, because... I was straight up told by a demon that my answers came from them.
0: <laughs> was this so, was this when you were doing the, the tarot cards or was this a little bit after like after this particular this, part of, of your experience is a little bit down the road in your story?
1: It's down the road. This is during the yeah. three days of intense demonization, but just saying like yeah. if there are any Christians who think like, oh tarot cards aren't that bad, you can get a tarot reading from just don't <laughs> please take it from me if the demon straight up said, Yeah, I'm the divine source that you're tapping into and they say they love it when you do card readings uh-uh.
2: uh-uh.
0: 100% and uh, another aspect that you mentioned too that i think is is that we see a lot of times in these uh, in people's testimonies or in, in stories is is the allure behind the cards themselves like just just you know how beautifully crafted they are and the art behind them and the stories behind them i think that uh, the you know the enemy is he understands uh, what people are going to find attractive. And I think that in in addition to uh, some of the the spiritual aspects of it that uh, occur, I think that there is a visual component as well that people
1: find so alluring. What um, You're exactly right. And like how I like to put it, um, I actually mentioned this in my testimony at church when I got baptized. Everybody at church knows what happened to me. And they're just like, so glad God brought you out of that. Hallelujah. And I'm like, save, (laughs) save, (laughs) praise God. But how I like to put it is there's a lot of pretty wrapping on the box. You know, it's beautiful wrapping, it has a beautiful bow. But when you open it up, either it's empty or demons pop out. (laughs) Like, it looks so pretty at first. Like, you look at it and you're like, this is gorgeous. Like, the cards. I had a a $60 deck of cards that I loved that deck. The art was beautiful. It was by this independent artist. It took her three years to make the deck. I spoke to her personally and I was like, oh, this is amazing. But like, that's, that's all it was, was like, you know, pretty art for a bad purpose, but you, you're right. completely right. Like that's the thing because Satan can't excite your spirit. Really. He tries to get in through all your senses to keep you kind of blind and deaf to the Holy spirit. Cause mm. in the Bible, it says the Holy spirit manifest, like he speaks to you as like a still quiet voice. And you know, you got to kind of, settle down to hear it but that's like that's one reason why I think the world is so flashy and so loud and there's always like the next thing to do and you know they even like like even in the bible like I I don't quote me on this I I read through like the whole bible but I read it pretty quickly so (laughs) some of it I'm like I need to go back but I'm pretty sure in the old testament talks about like the celebrations they would have at the pagan temples and how they were so loud and festive and so much drinking and like all of this and it like satisfied the senses and so like you know that, that but that's all it could satisfy you know because there's no real god there all mm-hmm. it does is satisfy the senses and that's all new age does it satisfies the senses 100
0: percent, yeah 100 and i I and yeah, that's a that's a really good point uh looking back at history and i think that you know, is that, that old cliche that history is always repeating itself. And I think that we see it again, obviously in the new age. uh, But also I think that even when it comes to like entertainment, I just think of all the glitz and glamor behind entertainment. Um, There's always something new to watch. There's always something new to see. And I think it's um, obviously in increments, it's okay. And depending on what it is, um, it can be more helpful. Uh, Maybe, you know, maybe certain things are more helpful than other things to, to consume from an entertainment standpoint. But I think there's, to your point, I think a lot of it can be very distracting and uh, because it, it does such a good job of serving our senses, um, whatever that is, whether it's visually or uh, even music sometimes can can overtake our lives. So that's a, I think that's a very astute point that you made there. Um, and, I, and then uh, because I don't want to stray too far away from it. Um, so t- getting back to your experience there with the meditation, can you kind of uh, explain what happened there? Because I know that that is a, a pretty important part of your story.
1: So, um, this, this, uh, meditation experience, I didn't like, I don't believe I heard any voices or anything. It was just like, I saw yin in my mind's eye, um, you know, touched the hands and I was like, kind of came out of it and I was like, huh, but it was also around this time where, you know, it was bad enough. I was already committing idolatry in my own house. And, you know, worshiping false gods, leaving offerings. I mean, there are verses in the Bible that says, like, a wine offering to, like, I think it was, um, oh, my gosh, the goddess of heaven. A wine offering is, like, you've spilled pig's blood for her. I'm like, (sighs) great. Um, But uh, at this point, I kept wanting more. It was, like, I liked Buddhism, but I was, like, you know, I've always kind of wanted to get, like, into witchcraft. Like, I want to be a witch. I was like, I would never do, like, that gross dark magic, though. Like, oh, like, I want to help people. You know what? I'll be a Buddhist witch, because that makes sense. Because with New Age, you take, like, a quarter of one religion, like, half of another, and staple another quarter of another religion, and you have this big conglomeration of nonsense. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was basically, like, I was a B- Buddhist witch. Um, so
0: hey, I can kind of relate to that. I called myself a Christian spiritualist. So whatever that is,
1: Yeah. What what is that? What, what would you define that as?
0: Um, it's, it's somebody who calls, who believes that they're a Christian, but, uh, they hadn't, I, and they, by they, I mean me hadn't realized yet that, uh, reincarnation and the Bible don't mix well together. So that's kind of, that's kind of the story there. Yeah.
1: There you go. Yeah, uh, they, they do not. That was actually yeah. a belief that was really hard for me to shake at first because I was so attached yeah. to the idea of reincarnation. But after a few weeks, I was like, you know what? I feel like reincarnation almost cheapens our life, you know, because it's like, well, you're just gonna get like a thousand more. <laughs> so it's yeah, like yeah. It, yeah, I was kind of like, you know what, I can just focus on this life now. But um, so yes, the Buddhist switch. Um, I started joining like witchy groups on Facebook. And, um, like, it took me a while before I cast my first spell, which was really just filling up a jar with a bunch of herbs and kind of praying over it and stuff and setting my intention, whatever that even means. Um, But uh, I started to get back into my cards and stuff. Like, it was actually kind of gradual with getting back into my cards. I started doing occasional readings for myself, for my husband and for a friend. Um, And then I kind of just... Dove into it, like studying. I had a book about um all the cards. It's like reading that, like going through all my decks, getting more decks. I had like six decks. It was intense. Um, but yeah, so I was getting into this, but the the part that led directly led to me being demonized was when I started messing up the pendulum again. Um,
0: At this point, real quick, because at this point, it seems like you're getting pretty deep into this. I think sometimes we also notice in these stories that people's uh, personas kind of take a a shift or a, a turn for the worst. Did you notice any shift there with your personality or not so much?
1: So at first, with like the meditation and stuff, I actually felt like, you know what? I'm being like calmer and kinder and I'm less anxious. Like, you know, I feel like. Like, I'm overall more balanced and centered. Um, And honestly, I I do feel like I felt like that at first. But once once I started, like, getting more into the spiritism, like, actively communicating with spirits is when I started to spend less time with my family. And I was just, like, absorbed in this world. And there was, like, this whole, like, extra life I felt like I was leading. The fact of the matter is, like, sometimes when I think about how long the like acute like really heavy demonization went on for i'm like that was only three days but it felt like way longer <laughs>
2: because mm-hmm.
1: i mean i was like sleep deprived too so i'm sure that yeah
0: i was gonna say it's almost kind of like too when you're when you're going through a, like a depression it can you know it might only be even that episode that you're going through that depression might only last like let's say you, you're for one day three hours but it can seem like the longest three hours of your life it's like being on a treadmill or like having a migraine headache it just it, it's a, it's really really challenging to get through even though it might be uh chronologically or from a time perspective really short mm-hmm. uh, so i i think I th- i'm sure a lot of people can probably relate to that
1: yeah like oh it was oh man like just thinking about like going through everything that led up to so it i'm just kind of like why did I do that? <laughs> Why yeah. did I do that to myself? Um, okay, so I started to mess around with a pendulum, and if anybody doesn't know what that is, basically it's any weighted object that's on like a piece of string or hair or thread that goes boop, 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 and boop, 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 and just swings around. Um, at first, I started just using my pendulum like for yes, no answers, like I used to when I was younger with my friend. Um, but I started to really get into like the spirit guide thing. I was like, okay, so you can like use a pendulum to contact your spirit guide. Hmm. And so I thought I made contact with spirit spirit guides. <laughs> um. Uh, they pretended to be two grandmas, one like great great grandma, and they knew the name of a like my great 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 grandma on my father's side, Samantha. They knew her name.
0: That's crazy. That's incredible. And <laughs> right. uh, again, I think it just shows you how smart. Uh, and I know that people that don't believe in this will will laugh at this, but how smart these entities are. you know, if you think about it, if the, if this were to be true, these beings have been around for at least thousands, at least thousands of years at the, at the absolute minimum. so they they have all the tricks figured out they they they've been studying us for a long time. and so it's just yeah. incredible um what they're able to to do with that knowledge. and it's, uh, it's very crazy. easy, yeah, yeah, it's very easy it's very easy to pull the wool over uh, the uninitiated eyes, I think
1: hundred percent. And um, so they pretend to be like oh, my great, great, great. I don't even remember at this point how many greats there were grandma. Um, but the fact of the matter is there was a woman named Samantha on my father's side who was a few great grandmas. And, you know, like, you know, they got the right side. They got the right name. They got the right relation. They just missed a couple of greats. But that's still wow. like very like... Excuse me. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Can you not be all up in my life? Um, yeah. And they also impersonated my grandma who passed before I was born on my mother's side. Wow. Um, so, uh, and they also impersonated, like, a guardian angel. Hmm. Um, so... I would take a lot of notes whenever I would do this like I would sit down I would ask questions and I would do like tarot spreads too to get more information and then ask questions for clarification like I had a system and I was like you know getting what I thought was like information from these higher vibrational spiritual beings this light beings oh like all this stupid terminology like not, not trying to be mean to anybody who believes that stuff but like Looking back at it, I'm just, like, this demonic jargon just is too much sometimes. Like, it's too much. Right. Um. But, yeah, I was, like, so I was doing all this stuff. And then I, I was in the witchy groups, and they were talking about deity work. So I did a little bit of worship. Uh, not worship. Well, I did do a little bit of that. But research came first. Um, I did a little bit of research, which the research that one can do into, like, witchcraft and New Ageism, it's all – like, like, it kind of frustrates me because you have people who came up with like these ideas who are just writing about them. Then you have somebody else with like conflicting ideas and it's like, you sift through all this nonsense and it's like, everybody's just confused. Nobody knows what's going on.
0: hundred <laughs> percent. I think that's a really good point too. And I, I yeah. and I don't mean to interrupt you, I, but I just wanted to say really quick that uh, one, one of the things that I found out, like when I was going through <laughs> and researching this, um, uh, all the, all these different aspects of the paranormal and uh, and supernatural is that you'll have somebody that writes a book here, um, and then somebody will write a book over here, and um, it's like you know two different psychics or you know people spiritists that contact that have contacts in the spirit world, and they're they have uh, you know some success usually like some some kind of a success with what they're doing spiritually, whether that's uh, accurate tarot readings or, or some accurate tarot readings or some accurate psychic readings. But then there are, they come up with these conclusions from the spirit world that are uh you know that, that don't align. That they don't all align.
1: Contradict.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: But it's like, you know, you're so desperate for something to believe in that if one psychic series sounds good to you, or like one spiritist or who whomever, like you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And you just kind of absorb that into your little strange like collage of beliefs. Um right. At least that's how it was for me. But um, so I started taking advice from very confused people on how to contact deities. Like, that's a thing. Like, <sighs> anyway, <laughs> like talking about this, I'm just like, I was completely like stone cold sober. Like we were trying to conceive during this time. So I wasn't even like, you know, drinking really or anything. And I'm just like, <sighs> I was so cold sober, but I was acting so foolish. <laughs> but yeah. um so, yeah, so um, so I started doing the same method I did to contact spirit guides, but I was, like, using my spirit guides and being, like, hey, like, can you find out if, like, this, like, god or goddess wants to work with me? <laughs> and they would give me yes or no answers. And I don't remember when exactly I introduced the piece of paper, but that was by far, I mean, obviously, this is just, like, a story of mistakes. Like, it's an endless trail of terrible mistakes, but this basically turned my pendulum into a Ouija board and like even people who are deep into the occult, like 90% of them are like, no, nah, I don't mess with that home girl right here <laughs> accidentally made a Ouija board.
3: Yeah. By yeah,
1: herself a- to use alone. Mm-hmm. So basically I just put like, um, I put the names of, uh, who I thought I was working with, like my grandma's and then my guardian angel who said his name was Ezekiel. Um, my grandma's uh, and then um, uh, uh, Guan Yin. And then uh, and I put like the alphabet and then I put like numbers and um, stuff like that. And at first I didn't really get any answers. Like I would just hold it and I would ask a question and it would spell out something like nonsensical. And like, I was like, kind of like, uh okay like what's going on and that oh side note some humans don't seem to be able to speak English and I don't know if that was a messing with me or if they actually can't speak English but anyways um, eventually I started getting answers and then eventually I started getting like full sentences and then eventually I just kind of started to be able to like kind of know what they were going to say next like uh, I-
0: how long did that process take for, for it to go from the kind of nonsensical answers to um, having some, some clear answers? A few days. Wow. Okay. Relatively quickly then.
1: They learn quick. Yeah. Um, at, uh, sometime during this process too, in one of my witchy groups, I saw this girl posting about how she was doing what I was doing. She thought she was talking to deities, spirit guides, like deceased relatives, um, and she was using a pendulum in a piece of paper so she and I became fast friends. Um, And this actually was very detrimental to both of us because we encouraged each other. And I like, because we both were experiencing really similar things at the same time, it also made us be more trusting to the Mm. entities that were messing Mm -hmm. with us. Sure. Um, So it was very dangerous. Um, She's a really sweet woman, but... I definitely, you know, that was not, should not have messaged her, honestly. True. Not at that point. But, uh, so, so yeah, I was getting, I I was getting like answers and stuff. So while she and I were um, talking, oh, actually, I forgot to, sorry. Every time I tell this story, I'm like, I start going off on like a sequence of events. And I'm like, wait, a few days earlier before that, this happened.
0: No, that's okay. Um, no problem.
1: The um meditation experience, not the Guanyin one, but the one where I heard a voice for the first time. And but when I say hear a voice, I don't mean like I heard an audible voice, like coming in externally. It's kind of like an internal voice, like in your internal monologue. You know how your internal monologue like sounds a certain way. Yeah. Like, it was like an internal monologue, but with a different accent or a different pitch or tone or cadence or being distinctly male. Um, that's how it was for me when I heard them. And when I still do occasionally hear them, they'll pop in every so often to like threaten me or just randomly try to be like, hey. And I'm like, no, <laughs>
3: nope. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm like, uh-uh, and they'll go away. They, they don't really do, they can't do much. Like, I belong to God, like, sucks to suck.
2: <laughs> but cool. um,
1: not, i not, you know, I'm not the one who's in a sucky situation. But, yeah, so I was – this is when I was, like, you know, really into meditation, like, you know, very into the Buddhism and everything. And I was laying in bed one day on my back, and I meditated myself into a very light sleep. And, you know, like, I don't know if you have experience with meditation, but sometimes you'll, like, see colors and, like, you know, like, shapes, and, you know, you'll have flashes of things and stuff like that. I was having some stuff like that. I I don't remember exactly what it was until – I was just at like the cusp of being asleep and awake. Like if, if one has experience with lucid dreaming, it's pretty much like that. Like, you know, you're not quite conscious or even sleep paralysis. Like, you know, you're not conscious. Your mind's not conscious, but your body's not completely shut down. You're not a complete sleep. So it's like, I was laying there. And then suddenly I started hearing this sound from, I'm trying to remember like lying on the bed. Okay. Lying back. I'm hearing a sound like kind of from behind me and it was like like helicopter blades and I looked it up later and that's actually apparently something people hear before they astral project but I don't wow. know I don't know how I feel about astral projecting I used to try to do it when I was younger but I never could yeah thank god for that
0: <laughs> yeah um, I have ne- never I don't have any experience with that either
1: yeah I've never actually like astral projected except for a few times where I'm not sure okay I'll get into that later though but, um, so I heard the... Choop, 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 choop. And then suddenly I hear this really deep, kind of sinister sounding voice, like, you could escape, little girl. And then I was wow. like... Uh, 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 and then at this point, um, this is when I started to... Uh, I was getting into my deity work, like, contacting deities, and I was trying to work with Ceridwen, who is a Celtic deity. Um, she's a white witch. Um, and she's just, like, the goddess of witchcraft. Also another moon goddess. Um, One of her classifications is like a triple moon goddess um, as well. Like, I don't know if you know much about witchcraft, but that's like a really huge, um, really huge concept is different. Triple moon goddesses. It's like Hikate is one of them. And then I don't know the rest of them. I don't really care to. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but so, yeah, I hear that. And then I'm like, um to and help me because I felt like I was leaving my body, um, but not because I wanted to. And suddenly I saw stars like, stars like I was above the earth and then I hear this deep womanly voice I didn't mention this in my other testimony because honestly I just I was just trying to speed through it um sure. but I heard a, um a deep womanly voice that would, would later introduce itself as Keridwyn say it's time to ascend mm-hmm. and then I was like uh-uh and I snapped myself back to my body I woke up and I was like what the fresh heck was that <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and and I was I was gonna ask too, like the experience when you were like seeing the stars, like when you were just you mentioned uh, that it was kind of similar to lucid dreaming before. Where was this experience then? Did did this seem more vivid than a regular dream might?
1: I have pretty vivid dreams in general, so I might not be the best person to ask about sure. that. Even now, like, I I have very very vivid dreams. Um, I dream every single night. I have like Hmm. two to four dreams a night. So um, it's like, but I would say the ones that are lucid, I'm definitely more like aware. Like I, I'm not like, you know how sometimes in dreams you're going along with stuff and you're like, this seems totally normal. And you wake up and like you were surfing on like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something ridiculous. Like, but in your dream, you're like, this seems normal. Like (laughs) when I'm, when I'm like aware in my dream, I can sense like, I know when something's not right. Like, and I don't just go along with it. Cause I'm like, no, this is weird. I know I'm dreaming right now, I don't like this. So I'm going to try and change it. And that's basically what was happening in that situation. Like I was like, this isn't right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and another thing that happened is when I opened my eyes after this experience, I saw a bunch of weird, like swirls, like weird symbols in front of my eyes. Oh. And I don't know what the heck that was. Um, I looked it up later. This is, this is one thing that's actually kind of scary. I looked it up later. I looked up light language later. And some of the symbols looked like what new age practitioners try to pass off as light language.
0: So That's interesting. I'm not sure (laughs) I'm familiar with light language. I've heard of, uh, I think I've heard of like the like Inakian language or like demonic language. I don't know if it's all related. uh It sounds like it might same. be, but uh, probably all yeah, the same thing. Yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, and so that actually prompted me to get on one of my witchy groups and post about this experience and be like, does if I have any insight, because that was that was real weird."
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and I actually made contact with another girl who she's a woman. Um, she's in her twenties, but she was very she's very sweet. But she's very heavily into like New Age and like Akashic Record stuff, past life stuff, um, all of that kind of stuff. And she actually uh, believes in like aliens, like Palladians and Lemurians. And I don't remember all the names. I never really got into that. But she was like, oh, yeah, you know, you probably were getting a download of like, you know, it, you probably had like an alien experience. She's like, I've had those like I fought in the abducted before and stuff and like she's not like by she's not crazy or anything like you know i know crazy is a really broad term kind of derogatory but she she's rooted in reality but she does believe that she's had these experiences for sure which i believe them to be demonic in origin um but and that's a
0: good and that's a good point too because i think anybody listening to this could even listen you know they could describe the things that we've talked about and you're like no oh, these guys are insane but um so i took i get where you're coming from in that you know some of this stuff might sound uh more uh quote out there compared to other th- other things um even in, in this conversation some things might be a little bit more difficult to believe than other parts but i think really. Um, you know, we've at this point, like in in the new age, a lot of it seems to overlap. I think that's another uh, part of this is that a lot of it seems to overlap, I think, with the psychological realm. And I think it kind of comes back to the idea that we were talking about before that, uh, that these, these entities, you know, if they're real, which we both believe that they are, are are very smart and they're very good. at. I, I kind of always say that they kind of hide in the cracks of in between like the spiritual side and the psychological side. I think there's a lot of overlap there that, um, especially, you know, a lot of secular scientists or psychologists don't believe in. And I think that they they exploit that really well. And so I think that that is, uh, again, just uh, goes back to how smart some of these uh, uh, entities are.
1: I agree completely. Uh, um, that's one thing. It's like, you know, if people ask for proof, they're like, well, why isn't there like video footage and stuff? It's like, you you really think that these things that are older than us are just going to be like whoop, going around like all right time to possess somebody like oh a video camera okay that's fine Shloop right into the body like what right. what do you think is going to happen like, right but um I agree completely they're they 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 also hide in plain sight like you know like you mm-hmm. know that that psychic shop on the street corner you know and that metaphysical shop that you know everybody just goes to be trendy. They hide in plain sight, and it's an it. It seems very benign. Like it seems like even helpful, like Reiki healing or meditation, like visualization, meditation and stuff. All of it's like, oh, there's great effects, but it's like, but at what, what cost? <laughs> you know, like right. what's the trade-off here? Because it's not coming from God. So if you're having good effects, where are they coming from? And what are you expected to give in return? Because nothing comes for free. Um, yeah so yeah so um this this friend that I referred to who's had the um, the alien experiences she also ended up going through this experience a bit with us um, with me and my other friend um she was not as heavily into it but she did have a pendulum and she did do the piece of paper and everything I don't believe I mentioned her in my other video um, because she was kind of like she was involved but she was kind of like not deep in it, like me and my other friend, um, but she, yeah, she w- she was also somebody who ended up involved in the situation. But okay, so, so I am talking to friend number one, friend number one who I got, who contacted through the witchy group the first time. And then I'll call other friend, friend number two. <laughs> I don't want to use their real names for obvious reasons. Um, sure. So friend number one and I, we're going back and forth about all of this. um, All of these like, uh, you know, conversations we're having with who we think are deceased relatives and stuff. And like, they're joking with us or they're funny. They're, they're comforting. They know things about us. And it, but it, it, you know, we think we're talking to deceased family members. So we're like, Oh, it's cool. Um, And then when I'm meditating one day, I get these flashes of sand dunes. I'm like, Oh, that's weird. Long story short, that kickstarted this whole ridiculous, like, s- demonic storyline about a past life where my friend and I were multiple past lives in Egypt, basically, where my friend and I were uh, related in different ways. Like, um, I believe in the first one, first past life, I was like, her mom but like you know Egyptians were into that incest thing so it's like I was her mom but also her sister <laughs> and then we ended up having uh-huh. like a really tragic death <sighs> Um, so I'll get into the tragic death thing a bit more because that actually was one of the very intense demonic experiences I had was related to that oh, but, okay. um, let me first I got to talk about how I first started being able to hear them
3: <laughs> sure
1: So, alright we're getting to the the good stuff. Now we set the stage. Now we can get to the real nitty gritty. Um,
0: S- so some wh- people listening right now. Are like, wow, this, w- that already wasn't the nitty gritty. What?
1: That was the like nitty ish, gritty ish. This is like the nitty gritty. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, it, 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 it's
0: it, about
1: it, to get rough.
0: Yeah. No. I. I obviously I've heard your your story, and uh, it it's it's powerful.
1: Um. I just I do want to say like uh the next like few minutes are probably safe, but. There is, like, some trigger stuff that needs a trigger warning. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you are very squeamish, if you have any, like, sexual trauma or anything, please don't listen, because I don't want to upset anybody. That's the last thing I want to do. But so one day I sat down at my pendulum, and uh, I was just sitting there, and I thought I was talking to my grandma's. And at this point, I also thought that I could communicate with Guanyin and Karadwen, and I think I had a Caridwin, um altar set up. Oh, and I'd already begun casting spells, just like little spell jars, um, but that, it wasn't like the main focus. My focus was really on divination. On um, the spell jars, like I did do some spells to like increase uh, like luck. I did some for friends, like for stuff like that, and just like, you know, good things like white magic, which right. there's no difference between dark magic, but I digress. <laughs> Um, so I was sitting there and at my little, I had a little table and my little piece of paper and my pendulum and I was, I had my Palo Santo lit, which smoke does nothing to deter demons whatsoever. I always had my Palo Santo lit or my sage lit or some incense lit while I was doing this and they still won't right into my home. So, um, I was holding it. And they just started like I don't remember the exact sequence of events. Now I have it written somewhere because it was like I thought it was a good experience at first, um, but it was like they started really joking around with me and like really being nice to me. And they were just like they I remember one of my grandmas spelled out peas and I was like peas. I was like, do you want an offering of peas? Because I had started to lead out offerings for them. Thinking that, like, you know, ancestral offerings, like, that's a thing. I should be about offerings for them. And I'd actually made contact with uh, my husband's spirit guides and ancestors, one of which did not speak any English or mm. pretended not to. And he's mm. Chinese American, like I said. So,
0: so, were you able to recognize the language then?
1: I asked, this, well, he was trying to speak in Cantonese, which mm. is what my husband spoke at home. Um, mm-hmm. We can put like tonal marks, but I couldn't figure out what it was. My husband couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And then I asked one of my spirit guys to please translate. And then the first thing that John's spirit guy said was "fog lifted," spelled it out. "Fog lifted."
3: Wow.
1: I remember that. Wow. Um. So. So um. Okay. So they spelled out peas. So I'm like, do you want offering peas? They're like peas food. I'm like what i'm like you're silly and then, then they spelled out at this time i was actually going by a different name the name i was going by was ray this is the name that i took on when i started doing like tarot work and moved out on my own and was really rebelling which i later dropped for my biblical name because you know what Ray's dead <laughs> ray died with christ rebecca's here <laughs> so um they were like ray is silly And then they were just like, it went to my next grandma and they spelled out peas, peas food. And then, you know, I was like, you're silly. And then I went to my angel and they were like, uh, you know, they did the same thing. Peas, peas, food. And I was like laughing at this point and really like, you know, my guard was down. So then they were like, Ray silly, Ray amazing. Like, and they would always like compliment me. Um, and then after that happened, they said, no fear. That's what they spelled, and I said, no fear. My ear popped loudly. My my right ear was like. And then suddenly I hear, and it sounds like it's coming from back here. Sweetie, we're here. Sweetie, we're here. And my pendulum spells out, sweetie, we're here. <sighs> wow. So at that point, I'm like, oh I'm clear audience. This is so cool.
2: <laughs> yeah. <sighs>
1: oh my gosh no honey you're just being oppressed and partially possessed right now um so I messaged my friend and I'm like oh is it okay if I go message my friend They're like yeah do it go message your friend so I messaged my friend and I was like oh my goodness this is so exciting and we were both like so excited and everything so yeah yeah so that's how I started being able to hear them so um I also don't believe I I mentioned this, but a few days prior to that event, I made contact with another angel um, who they said was sent to help me get pregnant Mm because I was because we were trying to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember. So this begins, but this uh, after my ears pop, this begins like the three day period where I was being oppressed and uh, actively communicating with them and hearing them and having dreams. They gave me a really horrible nightmare and then they tried to comfort me after it.
0: <laughs> and you, again, you, you kind of attribute this change then to using the, the Ouija board.
1: hundred percent. It, um, it just allows for such a direct mode of communication and you're just, you're, you're literally trying to straight up have conversations with demons. It's just like giving them the green light to do whatever the heck they want to do. <laughs> and at yeah. that point you're violating so many commandments. God's like, you're doing what you want to do. So that's right. how you use your free will, huh? Right. Not that I could speak for God, but sometimes I just like, imagine God during this time, just like, <sighs> she's just going to do it. Yeah. We already know that. Yep. There we go. Yeah. All right. Doing it. <laughs> but um, one thing I am very thankful for is God never let any harm come to me or my family. The only harm I endured was like just mental torment, really. Like you, you hear about like horror stories, people being like scratched and stuff like that never happened. Or like things being thrown—that never happened. It happens to my friend, though. But I'll get into that in a minute. But so yeah, so I'm able to hear them now, and I'm like so like oh, this is amazing. And then the next day, my friend starts telling me like, hey, a lot of more more deities are popping up. Like you should go to your you should go to your pendulum. They want to talk to you. I'm like okay. So I come over and. Remember, I think like I've had this, this these intense past lives like in Egypt, like being a, a priestess and like a pharaoh's daughter, pharaoh's wife. Like, there I don't even remember all of them. They at one point they said I had forty past lives in Egypt, like being a priestess for Osiris and Ascet or um, uh, her other name was Isis. But so I go to my pendulum and I am introduced to Egyptian deities. Um. I believe it was, I don't believe if, if it was Aset or Isis um, who came first, or if it was Maat, who's the goddess of justice. Isis is like the mother goddess. Um, I don't remember who it was who came first, but uh, they just started talking to me and started saying like, oh, like, you're so special, like, you know, you were a great priestess when you worked for us. Like, we want you to be a priestess again. Like, you need to set up your temple here and worship us, get, get statues. You should make your own statues. Get some clay and make your own statues. Make art for us. You've been an artist in so many other lives like all this stuff like basically just feeding my ego to earn my trust. Yeah. yeah. Um and then this really dark, now I recognize it as dark, but I thought it was just powerful energy. But this really big dark energy just kind of came into my room. And I don't and, know if and, it was.
0: Oh, I was just going to say really quick, how, how would you describe that? And I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Was it, uh, was it something where uh, you could actually see it or you just kind of felt it?
1: A feeling just kind of a heaviness, a really heavy kind of uh, at this point, I'd say like foreboding feeling, but at that point I was like so high on all these compliments and like feeling like I'm so special. I could hear spirits. Oh my gosh. I'm talking to deities. Like, I was so caught up in my own ego that I missed all the warning signs at that point. Like I was too far gone. Um, so that that presence introduced itself as Osiris, or it would use later, which are two names for the same um, Egyptian deity. Basically, that's like the big big deity of um, Egyptian lore. Um, so he comes in, and then we start talking and in one of the past lives they talked about my daughter who is friend number one and I were buried alive, buried alive because our father who was the Pharaoh and also my husband and her dad died. And, in it was like, supposed to be like, I don't remember what year, hell all this stuff written down, it was so complicated, like around 3000 BC, it was like two, 2,899 BC. And like back in those days, you know, if like Royalty died, like they'd execute the family too, because that was just what they did.
3: Mm-hmm. And so,
1: like, they were spinning the story, like, we died a really tragic death, suffocating. And so, I'm talking, and I'm like, Is there anything you want to tell me? To Osiris, who Osiris's voice is the same, Osiris's voice is the same voice I heard that said, You can't escape, little girl. Wow. I didn't realize it at the time. Wow. Um, I realized it later on. But I think they were watching me for a while. Um. Oh, also, <laughs> I keep forgetting to mention things. I'm sorry. Let me finish the story first before I go back. But so I'm there like holding my pendulum. I'm like, is there anything you want to tell me? And he says, Ray, live. Like he doesn't want me to die again. And I got this feeling like if you've ever had a panic or anxiety attack, that feeling like you're just in the heart, like your heart just and suddenly you're just you're crying. Like that happened to me. It was like I just hit with this wave of like terror. Like my throat was tight. And it's like, I was like, oh, I'm having, like, a past life memory. Like, I'm remembering my past life. And it was just, like, full-body terror. Wow. And I was crying. And they're like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? Oh, go spend time with your husband. Oh, oh, it's okay. Oh, we love you. We love you. They would say that a lot. They love me. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, later that day, the Osiris spirit was really just sticking around a lot. And I think it was the same day. These days kind of blurred together. But then I started doing this whole, this whole really weird like shtick where it was like, oh, there was something that happened before this where we were being um, hunted by demons. like. So I think it was that night. They started trying to tell me that I was like a demon slayer. Yeah. They started trying to tell me that in my past lives as a priestess, I was a demon slayer. Wow. So...
0: I, I, I've heard a lot of these types of stories. I don't think I've ever quite heard uh, the demon slayer moniker to- tossed around like this. That's pretty interesting.
1: They were just trying to make me comfortable. Yeah. And they're, they're just trying to make the betrayal even like harder to process. I believe by like sure. making this big story, building everything up, and being like, <laughs> "Just kidding, we're gonna torment you now." <laughs> like, yeah. Um, like all the "I love yous" and everything, like they can't love anything. They're incapable of love bt dubs. Um, so it's like, you know, uh, I, I mentioned it briefly in my testimony where they staged an exorcism and this is for friend number two. So I had done some spirit guide slash deity readings for her where basically I will go in and like find out names and like what the relation was to them, what our purpose was if they wanted offerings uh, stuff like that. Um, And I'm pretty sure it was just the same entity or entities that were here messing with me, just feeding me information to sound good um, and attract demons to them. Um, But I was doing a a spirit guide reading for her. And there was one named Donna who was born in Las Vegas in like 1963, 1930 something, I don't remember, but um, saying that she was like an aunt. And so I'm talking to my friend and I'm like, did you have an aunt named Donna? Born in Las Vegas, she's like, no. And so I go back in and try to talk to them. And then before I start the session, my spirit guides say, hey, we're going to close the session early if, if we need to, to protect your energy. And they've never said that before. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, oh, they care about me. <laughs> um, and then, so I go in to do this session with Donna And then straight up this spirit guide says, when I start asking questions, like, who are you to her? Are you telling the truth? They say, I need a minute. And then I talk to this other spirit guide named Rachel, who's apparently being like, like, they're really sad and they're just like meek. And they're like, I want offerings of mercy. I'm like, what the, what? And so I go back to Donna, but then it checks out. Oh, that's creepy. I'm sorry. What, what I don't happened? Know it, this will sound kind of crazy, but I can see sparks sometimes. And I've learned to recognize that that's when things show up. Huh. And I just looked up and saw some sparks and got a bit of a shiver. I don't think they're, I know you can cut this out if you want. So okay. I don't I'm totally Looney Tunes if okay. you want. But uh, I'm pretty sure I'm making some things mad right now.
0: Well, I'm sure that, you know, again, for the people, of- that do believe in this, um, I'm sure that they can understand that this would be upsetting to them if we're talking about, uh, you know, exposing some, some truths there. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there are, you know, if there's some things in the spiritual realm that are upset, but I think at the same time, uh, people are, like I said, at the beginning of this, I think that people are going to, or I I can't remember if it's at the beginning of this or before this, uh, before we start the podcast, that I think there's a lot of people that are can find some comfort and uh, hopefully some uh, just 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 the ability to relate to your story because um, it, there are a lot of people that have gone through not your story exactly, obviously, but similar similar experiences, and I'm sure that there's there's a lot of people that are very appreciative of what you've what you've shared thus far and uh, will continue to share here before we round out the podcast.
1: I hope so. And, you know, I do have to say, though, if there's one thing God's given me, it's a big mouth. (laughs) Like, I can't really lie. I I can keep secrets, like, if I have to, but it's like, if I've had an experience, like, I'm just, you know what, I don't care what people think. This is what happened. And the fact of the matter is, like, I'm straightforward. And I, you know, like I said, like, I don't, I don't make a habit out of lying or anything. So I'm just like, what I say, (laughs) there you go. That's, that's it yeah um but yeah um I, i'm not like scared or anything like that okay like, I, was, I was gonna
0: say so you, you still feel comfortable to continue then
1: oh i know for a fact that god protects me i know for okay. a fact that they've been popping in for like six plus months now and they haven't yeah. like actually killed me yet i think we're okay
3: yeah yeah um
1: god is stronger than them like
3: god 100%. is stronger
1: than every single demon combined mm. so yeah but, um as i was saying um, basically the Donna demon was just giving really weird answers. And then my other spirit guides pop in and they spell out, Donna demon. And so I'm like, oh, 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 oh. I'm like, oh, oh. I close the session, um, which I always close the session that doesn't do anything. <laughs> um, so like, it's not a safeguard at all. So I closed the session <clears throat> and then I immediately video call friend number two, who is who I was doing the reading for um who's had the alien experiences that friend and i tell her one of your spirit guides is a demon and so and she she has actually she told me before that she got like energy healing done and she had a bunch of demonic entities attached to her um but she thought they were all cleared out and stuff but the fact of the matter is that's not really a good way to figure out what's there and what's not there but she's had a lot of like mysterious health problems too like her her organs shutting down for no discernible reason and it was suddenly healed after the energy work like her story was Mm. intense but she's still very deep into the new age she was raised mormon which is another interesting thing is me friend number one and uh uh, friend number two were all raised like in some variant of christianity so (laughs) that's another thing that i thought was interesting um So yeah, so basically, I just start going like full on mama, mama mode, like mama friend mode. And I'm like, okay, light some sage, (laughs) like, you know, and they they kept telling her sit under sage smoke. That was something they specifically wanted her to do, which I find kind of interesting. Like, they wanted her to put the sage here and just let it like go over her.
0: Um, I don't think I've ever heard of that.
1: Uh, that was something they kept asking to do, and I don't know why. They tried to make it sound like it was like a protective barrier, but hmm. I think it was probably the opposite. Yeah. Um, and they also told her that she couldn't meditate anymore. Hmm. Uh, that they told her that that's how it got in. Oh, they started name dropping demons at one point too. Very soon. Um, I asked, <laughs> but basically, so they um had like, so I. my gosh so much happened it was such like a crazy experience so I basically just tell her like you know get the sage um you know tell to get out um basically start uh start calling on your deities and stuff because she believed in Thor and I'm like your spirit guides are going to help you and I thought I had all these deities at my disposal so I'm like go help her and like you know they were like okay we're gonna leave one behind and talk to you we're gonna go help her and they sent all of these deities over there to help her, and then they're like, "Oh, it's gone." And um, later, they name dropped that one and said it was Zozo. Um, mm-hmm. They ended up name dropping other demons too, like Amon. Um, another one I didn't. What was the name? Some name, Rome or Rone? A R O N E. I don't know who or what. I never heard that one before and they would talk about how like there were gin and stuff like that too, that existed. Um, but so, yeah, so basically after that though, we were both obviously spooked. Like sure. After this, I had this feeling of like something evil right behind my back. And at that point I think it was just the demons trying to feed off the fear that that event had caused to get like, you know, a little more enjoyment or whatever they get out of that. Um, but I do believe it was the demons not working as hard to like kind of mask their evil presence too, um, just like what happened when I had that experience with like you know Ray live, where I had like that panic response because uh-huh. um, you know when you're in the presence of pure evil, it don't feel good, man. <laughs> it don't feel yeah. good.
0: no, hundred um, percent.
1: So yeah, so that happens, um, and then the next day. Basically, they were like telling me that like, I need to like make um, like protection charms and stuff. And like, I couldn't leave the house to walk my dog only at certain times because I was being hunted because Zozo was mad, demons mad, and I couldn't meditate anymore. Oh, I tried to meditate the night that that happened in bed. And I tried to meet Guan Yin for tea in my mind. And then suddenly one of John's spirit guides showed up and started hitting on me. It was so weird. Wow. And then suddenly I hear all of the demonic voices at once. But, well, I didn't really recognize them as demonic them, but I hear them all say, that's not Guan Yin. And I was like, what? And like, I was like petrified. They're like, you can't meditate right now. It's dangerous. I was like, okay. Like, they're like, the demons will find you if you meditate. I'm like, okay. So I go wow. and um, I just go to sleep eventually. I don't sleep very well. I don't think it was that night that I had the really bad nightmare. I think I just had really choppy sleep. And I think it was actually the next day where (laughs) when, so, you know, I've been trying to get pregnant. So um, there's something where if you are pregnant, your body temperature is elevated and it stays elevated. So it's called temping. It's one thing that women do to help them conceive and to find out when they conceive before they can get a positive test. So basically I'm like, Oh, yeah, you know, I'm feeling kind of weird. And so I took my temperature and it was like 99.4. And normally I'm pretty cool. I'm like 98 degrees. And then I was like, huh? And they're like, Ray pendulum, which is what they would tell me when they wanted me to go sit in the pendulum, sit in front of the pendulum. Mm-hmm. And I went there and they spelled out Ray baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. And wow. the one named Mott spelled that out like six times in a row. Like they were excited. And the other ones were like, "You're pregnant! Congratulations!" All of this stuff. It was like, and the thing oh. is, they told me that I was like, I conceived ten days before, which would have aligned perfectly with like my charting and everything, like my cycle. Wow. <laughs> like I know it's like TMI, but I'm like, yes. they go, they, they do some intense stuff.
0: Yeah, that's um, incredible. And I, I started. I was, oh no, started I was going gonna on. say. Yeah, I was gonna say really quick. What about um. I know that there are probably some people that are like, um, you know, why didn't you try to, uh, note, uh, note any of this or like try to record it? Um, did, did you try to record any of it like with a, with a cell phone or anything like that? Or, um, how, how did did, it, did that ever cross your mind?
1: So, um, when I was doing the readings for other people, I would videotape the pendulum moving like they could see it spelling stuff out. um, So like I've deleted those videos. Honestly, if I go back into my Facebook messages, I can probably find some. Sure. But like when I was going through everything, I was just getting rid of everything. Like everything tarot card, everything pendulum, everything new age, everything witchcraft was was, like a purge. Um, but I I did record like my pendulum moving. Um I was on video call with my friends, um, my friend number one while like it was moving and selling things out. But the fact of the matter is, so much of it was happening on like the mental plane for me. Right. Like there were not very many physical indicators of their presence. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
1: I remember one time I actually was begging them to move something for me and they kept saying, no, no, you'll get scared. No, no. And it was a little hibiscus flower that I kind of kept as like a good luck charm. They're supposed to amplify psychic abilities, um, but I would keep it kind of near my, my pendulum board, like my piece of paper. Um, on my little table and I was just asking to move that. But when I woke up, it was moved like a quarter inch. Like, wow. That's the only thing they ever moved though. Yeah. But thank God. Like. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Oh, actually there is one experience where I'm not sure if it was them or if it was just the wind, but I took my stepdaughter to the park and they were talking to me and they told me that, other deities were by the swings I look up and the swing is just swinging by itself (laughs) but but like they're like yeah they're right there so I don't know about that one but the flower I know about
0: yeah and that's it I I appreciate they brought that up too because I've heard so many of these stories uh as well where it's it's almost like they uh do a really good job of making you seem like you're going crazy you start to wonder is this a real experience or is this just is this just, uh, you know, something that actually happened as a result of n- nature or uh, somebody moved, uh, uh, you know, a, a piece of furniture or whatever? They're really, really good in the stories that I've heard at making people kind of lose their minds, so to speak, and not, and not know what, what exactly is going on.
1: They're great at crazy making. Yeah. They they really are. Um, I don't know why. God didn't allow them. I believe it was God who didn't allow them to like have much physical authority here. But, um, like I, but yeah, they, it, for me, it was mostly on the mental plane. Um, but okay. So gosh, honestly, I'm going to apologize right now. I can't remember exactly what happened, uh, um, on each particular day, except that it happened during those three days. Um, I can only remember like for certain that that ear popping experience happened the night before the three day period started. And then when I found out they were demons, like in chronological order, the rest of the experience is like, I'm trying to put them back in chronological order, but it was just like so much was happening. And I was constantly talking to them, Mm -hmm. trying to get information from them. Like at one point they honestly like (laughs) told me I was annoying. (laughs) Like how bad do you have to be to annoy a demon? (laughs)
0: It's funny. I've, and again, I've heard a lot of these stories. I don't think I've ever heard that uh, stated to somebody. Like uh, they, I think you deserve was, some kind of an award.
1: Right. Like, honestly, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, did they drop the jig a little early because they couldn't stand? <laughs> well, I do <too> freaking obnoxious? this. <laughs> but anyways, um, but thank God they dropped the jig when they did.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, okay. So, okay. So, the day when they're telling me... Okay, I remember this is the, the day after the exorcism, so I think this is day number two. Um, and this is when I'm, like, hanging out with Osiris. Like, he's at my house. They also told me that TV rots your brain. Like, they really tried. They tried oh. so hard to seem like, you know, seem normal and conversational and be funny yeah. and stuff. It's, like, alarming. Um, but so they're basically like telling me when I can, I can't leave the house. And then at one point they straight up tell me that the Christian God, Yahweh, they tell me that he's evil. And they try wow. to tell me that he's Satan and that he's cursed me to be too emotional. Because one thing they did, they would get me upset. They would make me feel like I ticked off Osiris and, um, it get me upset, and then the other ones would come and co- comfort me, and then eventually the other the Osiris one would say sorry, but mm-hmm. they just like to get me upset. Um, yeah. And then they would say, "Oh Yahweh, Yahweh, he uh, he uh, he cursed you to make you too emotional." And at one point, they tried to tell me that Yah was the one sending the demons wow. to help me, and he wanted That's to crazy. kill
0: me. That's Child. incredible. And it's it's interesting, too, because even if you don't believe in the Bible, it makes me think about Revelation um, and how in Revelation it talks about um, people at, uh, at the end times are getting uh, kind of punished by God and well, they are getting punished, not kind of. And in Revelation, it talks about how people know that it's God that's doing it, uh, sending these natural disasters and all these other things. And, uh, they spite him, they know who it is and they spite him. So it makes me wonder if, uh, you know, that's kind of the agenda going forward is, is maybe like on a micro level with you is, is supposed to happen uh, on a macro level with the world. So that's, that's really interesting. And I've never heard that also in in other stories.
1: They, they maybe, honestly, I can't say for sure, but they started to talk about like some end time stuff. This was on the last day though, I think, but on day number two, Okay. They started, I started hearing, like, and by I say hearing, it's kind of like, I, I felt like I was having these very specific, repetitive, intrusive thoughts that were happening kind of at a lower frequency, like a lower volume than the loudest, like, monologuing entity um, or entities. Um, and more entities would pop up here and there, too, and just be like, hi, like, I'm Bastet, portion me yeah like i'm like okay and then they started okay um i started hearing this whole bride of osiris stuff like i started hearing that and i was like what and like i was like that's weird like osiris is married to a set like what and basically it got into this whole thing where it sounds so stupid when i talk about it the entities tried to tell us that um we were goddesses basically we were like the spawn of Aset and Osiris and all of the other deities were our family members like aunties and uncles um and that they basically uh like basically we were like Jesus like we um they never you know one thing is they never really mentioned the name of Jesus like ever it was just Yahweh like they Mm -hmm. but when I think of it now I think it's because honestly they're scared of the name of Jesus. Yeah. Like, um, I, I agree. It's, like, stop. They're yeah, scared.
0: Yeah. It, it, well, that's interesting. And it seems to really correlate with other people's experiences as well. Um, how many times have you heard like, you know, people calling Jesus's name when they're experiencing something related to the spiritual realm or uh, like a demonic thing, or even an alien encounter and all of a sudden they're, they're out of the experience. So I, yeah. I it seems to really correlate with other experiences.
1: Yeah. Basically like, um yeah so, but, exactly but um so they were trying to tell me like basically that I was like you know a goddess that my friends were goddesses that we were like what like there were like 13 of us and we had to find the others and, like we were reincarnated over and over again because we chose to be and eventually like end times was gonna like unfold like revelation but we had they tried to tell me that i was like the harbinger of hell i don't even know what that is that's like some some chilling adventures of sabrina nonsense <laughs> a show which i cannot stomach anymore by the way yeah um but like there was just yeah all of that nonsense and like they basically said that we were now married to osiris and that's why i believe in spirit spouses because after that they were like we want to have sex with you wow and it was nonstop, like not the sex cue, you know? <laughs> but it was yeah. like they were like, have sex with us, have sex with us, have sex with us, like non-stop, like wow. it was obnoxious. And um, but my friend was like, um, say she's the one who first told me that like Osiris wants sex. And I was like, Okay. I was like, uh and they just kept coercing and coercing, like they kept pressuring me. And I got to the point where even the so-called Buddhist deity was asking for sex, <laughs> like wow. But the fact of the matter is, I only like I tried to work it out with them, where like you know I could just like be with my husband and it could still count. And I was like, because I my husband and I like we don't watch porn, we don't masturbate, uh, we we just we're very committed to each other. And, like, you know, ideally, that's the way I believe that, like, you know, a biblical marriage should be. But I'm not a mm-hmm. judge. But it's like, you know, we don't lust after other people or entities, I guess. But eventually, it's like they got me into this, like, mindset where I was sleep deprived. And I thought that they were gods. And I thought that it was my mom and dad, like my actual mom and dad. And my dad passed away when I was very young. And I never really knew him. And they preyed on that. Um, like wanting a father figure's approval and so like you know getting me upset because I just like did something that annoyed him and then like them having to comfort me him coming and like apologizing and like me feeling all guilty and weepy it was like lots of mind games like imagine the most abusive relationship you could ever be in I was pretty much that <laughs> um but eventually I acquiesced and I was like okay and the once the one time where like it really happened was like because there were some times they just be like lie down and I wouldn't really feel anything like very slightly and then I'd be like all right we're done and it was like lasted like 20 seconds (laughs) like I didn't feel anything then there was one time where I lied down um and they actually had me like imagine like Osiris and just and like these different entities um basically like you know in human form And that's the time when I really felt it. Like I distinctly felt the demons enter me and it did not feel good. Um, and I actually felt it was like, like a feeling I was like, and then one of them, I don't remember how many times it happened. Honestly, it was a lot, like over 10 times that I was like, I don't know how many demons they were stuffing in me. Like, I know that sounds vulgar. I'm sorry. But, um, one of them, it felt like it went in and it gripped my left ovary and like dug in claws and it hurt so freaking bad. Wow. Like, I don't know like what it was. And what's really weird too is I've never had problems with acne, but a couple months after this, um. I started to have hormonal pattern acne, which is a result of can be a result of polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is basically you have ovarian cysts or like hormonal disorders. Mm. And um, yeah, so I never had that happen before. And then after that experience, like a month or two later, I got this acne for the first time in my life, which is weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that happened and I didn't really want to do it again, you know? um and that was an I, can,
0: I can imagine why that sounds horrifying
1: it was horrifying now when i yeah. think about it i'm like i'm just gonna block out that memory i'm gonna block it real good i'm gonna put yeah. it in a box i'm gonna put that box inside another box and uh, we're gonna throw that box into the ocean like yeah into the ocean. <laughs>
0: um, uh, i don't blame but- you I-, I was gonna say really quick too so did uh, i you know uh, obviously that's a very horrifying experience the thank thankfully it it sounds like it wasn't worse by the fact that you didn't see anything, right? It seems like it was all just by sense of feel, a uh, touch, and sensation.
1: Basically, they would talk to me. Uh-huh. They would have me imagine them like a scenario, like not in the room. Like uh, they were like, "Oh, this is the underworld." Like have me like an imagine in an imaginary scenario where I am imagining that I am and they are too. Yeah, and then I would have physical sensations. Um. Uh. So, like, um, ugh, I'm sorry. Just thinking about it, it's like squicking me out. Like, yeah, what, what, oh, whatever, whatever you're there. comfortable with. No, I, honestly, like, I hope you're comfortable. <laughs>
0: sorry. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm fine. I appreciate your transparency.
1: I, like, I can't. I can't important. imagine
0: how tough that would be to go through and to talk about it.
1: I mean, at this point, like, I, like, I don't like talking about it, but I mm-hmm. think it's important for people to know that this stuff exists, and yeah. it's I'm the person who's gutsy enough to come out and be like, hey, here's exactly what happened to me in excruciatingly painful detail. Enjoy that. The people might, you know, be like, you know what? Who would go through the trouble of making all that (laughs) crud up?
3: Seriously. Yeah. I
1: couldn't, I don't think I could even make this stuff up. Um, But yeah, so that happens. And then that's when. The voices got like louder after that like no no joke like it feels like they gained like a foothold and they were able to kind of be louder and then they started i'm almost done with the story we're we're winding it up oh no you're good <laughs> um but then it came to the point where it was like uh um oh gosh i just lost my train of thought <clears throat> where was i Okay, I started to get, like, sicker. And I think that was the night where I had the really bad dream. They just gave me, like, a really weird nightmare, like, really vivid, like, there was just, like, dead body. And then it was reanimated like a marionette. And it was, like, moving around all creepy, like. And then it went and it laid on somebody on a bed. And the person on the bed, like, threw it off. And then went and jumped out a window and died. And there were explosions. <laughs> I was like, wow. oh, God. I was like, what the They were like, oh, it's just stress. I was like, oh, okay. And I went and I sat at my um, makeshift Ouija board at 5 a.m.
2: Mm. And
1: uh, my father, Osiris, my only half one father, and that's Yah up above. Um, but uh, he was comforting me and like talking to me and stuff and joking around, like, oh, you should go to bed. Like, all that's like, you know, like as a dad would.
3: Mm.
1: <sighs> and yeah. So, um, the next day is the day when I found out they were demons. And I don't remember what happened earlier in the day. At this point, I was horribly sleep deprived. They were making food taste bad. I straight up, like, I tried to eat a bowl of, like, I think it was, like, rice and something else. I don't remember what it was. It was, like, leftover rice. It wasn't super old or anything. I ate leftover rice all the time. Um, but, like, I ate, but I, I couldn't eat it. Like, it tasted disgusting. And they were just like, oh, you're just pregnant. And the rice is a little old, so, you know. And they tried to tell me like the baby, like I was feeling exhausted and horrible because the baby was growing faster than normal because they tried to tell me that it was Osiris's baby. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this continued on for the rest of that day and I was just kind of dragging through the day and they tried to do this whole thing where they tried to make me think that I killed Yahweh.
0: Hmm. And... and- how did that happen? I mean, how did they, how did they try to make you feel like you killed Yahweh? That's, that's they, pretty crazy.
1: I know, right? Like, thinking about it, I'm like, what? <laughs> um, but basically what happened is, like, I told you, like, they told us that demons were coming after us. Yeah. Um. So basically they said Yahweh was sending the demons. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, Yahweh's coming himself. Like, he's staring him through your door right now and stuff. And, like, it got to the point where I just, like, they were like, oh, you can attack him. And what they were doing is they were just trying to make me, like, distrust the Christian God really, like, greatly. And they were trying to make me blasphemy him so they could get more of a foothold. (laughs) And they were trying to get me basically just, like, to expend all the energy I had being anxious. Because I do think they eventually wanted, like, possession. But um, I don't know exactly how possession and everything works. I mean, there are different, I do believe there are like different levels Mm -hmm. and there's, you know, oppression and partial possession and then like full possession, um, which I'm going to briefly go into my friend's experiences because she did experience full possession at times. Um, And we're corresponding through this whole thing with similar experiences, like, you know, kind of filling in the gaps with this this narrative they're spinning for us about our past lives and us being goddesses and our destinies and all that crazy stuff. Um, But they basically made me like in vision basically like a really terrible image i don't really want to talk about it but basically like it's just a very blasphemous image of christ dying but again they never Mm -hmm. said that jesus Mm -hmm. um and they were like oh you actually killed yahweh like it's going to take a few days for him to come back Mm -hmm. (laughs) but so uh my friend though uh i'll I'll, actually i'll talk about her um no, I, I could tell you a bit about her. During the um sexual experiences for my friend, she actually said that I felt like there was a six foot six foot four linebacker pushing her down. And wow. she's petite too. she's under five foot. She's petite. Um, and I'm five foot seven for <laughs> reference, so I'm, I'm much bigger. Um, but she said it felt like there was like a six foot four linebacker pushing her down. He like flipped her around and uh like would pick up her hand and make her spell things because she didn't hear things as much. It would have her spell things with her hand. Uh. Um, and that's what I did for her. Um, so th- that was a very different experience between the both of us. Which yeah. I'm not sure. And I was like, why why don't I feel you like that here? And like, oh, you will eventually. I'm like, okay. Thank God I never did. Um, yeah. But yeah, so basically how it went... Where I found out they were demons, because for me, I mean, everything was going fine. I felt kind of crappy, but they kept telling me I was pregnant, and I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." Like, and now that I am pregnant, I kinda, yeah, I mean, feeling crappy kind of comes with being pregnant. So, um, like, ex- uh, they sat me down. And they said, "We have some very important things to tell you," and basically, they started telling me about all of these past lives. Like, they said that I had forty past lives as an Egyptian, um, whatever the heck priestess, whatever, um, always female. Um, and then they said I had, uh, however many past, I don't remember how many, I think 40 more that I was currently in the midst of going through, um, because I wanted experience in other cultures. So they were telling me about, and like as a male and stuff at times too. So they were telling me about all of these experiences that I have had. And my best friend passed away, um, when she was 22 and I was 22 she was, this is disturbing, so trigger warning. She was found at the bottom of a harbor. And I wow. still don't know what happened to her.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, it was in Chicago. So, you know, Chicago has a pretty high murder rate. And the area, I've spoken to somebody who lives in that area, that area is known for people going missing and turning up in the harbor. Yeah. So that's something, though, that they kind of used against me. They told me that... I was um, basically that we had, we were like platonic soulmates in this life, but in other life lives, we had been romantic soulmates and we had been um, reincarnated together, but we, we usually had really tragic ends. like I would murder her or she would murder me or I would rape and murder her or she would rape and murder me. And they told me like all these really disturbing things. And I was like, I was sobbing because I got these flashes of me, like, hurting this person who they said had the soul of my very best friend who was dead. Like, um, and I was getting, like, and I, I started spouting out all these names, like, oh, this person, oh, that person, oh, like, crying, like, so upset. And they started telling me, like, um... My stepdaughter was a child of Aphrodite, and there were all these different people in my life who had been looking out for me who were also, like, children of gods and goddesses, and there was going to be an uprising against Yahweh, and we were going to lead it. And I was – they gave me a name, um, which – don't even, like, saying it anymore because it creeps me out, but Aib. They gave me that name, and, they're like, that's your your real soul name, like, you're Aib the Destroyer, <laughs> like, what? Um, and all this crazy stuff. And then at the time, like I'm really sobbing heavily, right? Like I'm, I'm just sobbing. I've been up here for like an hour. They're telling me all these things. My brain is spinning. Like, like I'm questioning everything. They tell me time is linear. They tell me that my best friend's already been reborn, but time's not because and she's four and time because time isn't linear when she's only only had passed away like two or three years, like two years prior. And basically, they just confused me so badly and upset me so much. And then, um. I'm sitting over over you know my little pendulum board and they start saying that basically I've just messed up and they're like you've messed up so much they're like deities hate you and they start chanting deities hate you deities hate you I'm like what deities hate you deities hate you and then no joke their voices drop like comical like it's comical now (laughs) but like then I was terrified but their voices drop to these raspy little like stereotypical demon voices basically and they say ha, ha, ha we're demons wow. I, <laughs> I was literally like huh, huh, huh. like I, i'm pretty sure i just dropped my pendulum i was like, huh, huh, huh,
0: huh, like well, well that's out. that's quite a that's quite a change and and even for somebody that had been you know talking to them for so long i'm sure that that was it, it'd be all it'd be like if all of a sudden your friend or family member who you've You've known one way for a long period of time. All of a sudden, just changes on you uh, in the blink of an eye. I'm sure that was very traumatic. On top of the fact that it was being done, uh, you know, spiritually.
1: Yeah, 100. percent. And that was the point of it. That's why they worked so mm-hmm. hard to earn my trust. And that's why, you know, all of that's why they spun this big elaborate story that started to get me like more detached from reality. So I would yeah. become totally immersed in this imaginary world they've created. And I've actually spoken to another girl who obviously a lot of the finer details are very different. But she also was communicating with like, you know, spirit, whatever, demons. And they also spun a crazy story for her. And Mm. it's like, it's something that they do. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And that's how I found out they were demons. So I come out of the room and I'm like, to my husband, now at this point, my body is shaking. Like, it feels like there are demons all over me inside of me. Like, I am just like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And, but like, as I'm coming out of the room, I'm just like, I just have like a realization. I think it was either as I was coming out of the room or as I was standing up from, I think it was as I was standing up from the board right before I left the room. Um, And I just had this realization kind of all at once that everything they've been talking to me about reincarnation and other gods and stuff was a lie. I was like, Every other god is just a demon. And I was like, You know, reincarnation doesn't exist, it's just this one life. Like, this this is awesome. Spirit guides are demons. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I was like, Jesus is the only way. <laughs> like, I had that realization. It's like, yeah. God, like, all right, because you know, the Bible does say that God will leave us a way to get out of our sins. He will leave us right. way to get out. And I do believe that was his way of like, all right, well, you done hecked up. You know, you done hecked up and here's how you're going to get out of it.
0: Yeah. And I, and I was going to ask, are, uh, were you, ex- were you researching like any of the uh, testimonies of like ex new agers at this time, or this all just came over you just, just kind of all at once without any prior research?
1: This, th- this realization came over me probably within the same minute that I found that I was communicating with demons. Wow. So, like, it was just like, like, yeah. demons, God. It was like, oh, man. And so I come out of the room, and I'm like, I'm crying. I'm like, John, like, my husband, I'm like, I need a priest. And I'm like, yeah. what? And it like, obviously, they don't know what I've just gone through. So, like, my stepdaughter and my husband are just kind of like, what's up? And, like, I was, I called my friend, my friend number one. I'm like, they were all demons. They were all demons. And she's, like, freaking out, like, get out, get out. We're all lighting her sage, like. And I call my mom and I'm like, mom, (laughs) I messed up. Like I'm sobbing and I'm like, I'm so scared. I can't stop shaking. And the thing is when I would touch, like I had some spell jars around like for protection and stuff, because I think I mentioned um, earlier at some point, like I always felt like I needed protection. Um, Also one thing, they asked me to take off my protection necklaces at one point Hmm. before I knew they were demons. Interesting. Mm which I'm not gonna give credence to like a stone, yeah. but you know, that I thought that was interesting though. Like they really wanted my guard down. Um, but so basically, um, what was I was gonna say, oh my gosh. I call, so I call my mom and I'm like crying, right? And I'm like, I messed up. <laughs> like And like, you know, I pray with her. I tell Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm like, I messed up. Help me, please. I will never stray again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. And, um, yeah, it, uh, after that, it wasn't like there was an immediate recovery. Oh, and, yeah, whenever I would touch, like, the spell jars, I would shake worse. Like, my arm would, like, shake, which um, I don't know if it was because they were excited or what. But, basically, after this, the fact, I had to kind of go through a detox process of unlearning all of the new age things that I've, I had absorbed. Um, sure. And at the same time, my friend, friend number one, she she did not come back to Christ. She's still doing things her own way. She went Muslim for a bit. But um, now she's, I don't know, nothing. And looking mm-hmm. into the divine fe- feminine and like pantheism again, even though she went through this demonization. I, I pray for her often. Um,
0: yeah. But, maybe you know, maybe somebody for all of us to pray for.
1: Yeah. I love her like, you know, very much. And I know like, you got to figure things out your own way. Like I did. Um, right. but it, like, it was just, it, it took a few months. I got two exorcisms. Wow. There was, I went through the vetting process at the archdiocese of my area. There was like a whole vetting process. They had me talk to a few like email them and talk to someone on the phone and talk to the Monsignor who ended up doing my, uh, two exorcisms. And I had to like talk to, there were like two women who would come along too. And my husband would come along Full nine yards, chanting in Latin, Italian, spraying me with holy water. Um, actually, when I tried to walk into a church after the experience, I froze at the door and started crying and shaking. Wow. Um, like, I just froze. I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, I pushed through and like the whole drive there, like they were chanting like Satan is angry. Satan is angry. We're going to kill you. We're going to kill your family and all that stuff. Um, And directly after they confessed that they were demons, I didn't sleep for like, I I slept for like an hour and then I didn't sleep for like 24 hours. One of the demons was praying the Lord's prayer with me and telling me to look up Psalms. Really? Yeah.
0: That is interesting. And and why do you think that was happening?
1: They were still trying to mess with me and prolong the whole experience by keeping me from putting my full faith in God and keeping me Mm. listening for voices to tell me what to do, I believe. Wow. And it was um one of the angels that was like, oh, well, they were the demons were just too strong. We we just didn't know what we just couldn't help you. I'm like, and they they basically just tried. They even tried to impersonate the voice of God. But I was like, you're not God. That's not God, bro. God's not gonna yeah. talk. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> like, by that point, it's a little little too late to start doing that kind of thing. That's that's crazy I I had never heard of and all you know. I've, again, I've heard a lot of these testimonies and stories. I've never heard of them going so far as to try to take scripture and, and have that person uh, recite it. That's incredible.
1: For months, um, they would try and twist scripture, recite it to me. The one that the deep voice, one that Osiris would tried to, to say a lot is, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Like basically saying, I'm not going to ever leave. I actually had um, um, a lucid nightmare a couple of nights ago where um, – sometimes like I know that they're demonic because I hear the same voices Mm
3: -hmm. and sometimes
1: I'll see like shadowy figures and stuff and I've seen shadows in real life too but usually it's been when I'm like half lucid kind of and like I open my eyes and I see like a shadow skitter away but I'm still not fully up there so I'm like oh it's not it's like a dream right but um this horned thing like appeared and was trying to intimidate me like the smoky horned thing with like a really scary face and it was basically just saying i'm never you're never gonna get rid of me like no matter where you go i i there's part of me inside of you and i'm always gonna track you down and then i i can't remember what i did i think my knee-jerk reaction in my sleep is to quote bible verses at them when they're dreams and they, they heck off eventually like it takes a few I'll just go like down the list of verses I know, like eh, Psalm 23, uh, try not snakes and scorpions, uh, like all that stuff. Um, and then it like it just appeared and like went up in it like to a event. And then I woke up and I was like, ew.
0: Yeah. And but, the, I was going to yeah. say, just regarding those types of experiences, um, have you also just, uh, just said Jesus's name, kind of like, uh, what we alluded to before? Like, is so that, does, does, does that work for you?
1: I have tried that. Uh huh. But. For me, I wish that just saying Jesus' name would work, but for for some reason, it, it doesn't. And I don't know exactly why. Like, I'm not, when I say that they need to do things in Jesus' name, they happen. If I say they're bound to silence in Jesus' name, it goes quiet. If I say yeah. like, you know, they need to leave in Jesus' name, they leave.
0: Interesting. But, so you have to add those other things onto it.
1: Yeah, but when I just call on the name of Jesus, like in my dreams or whatever, it's like, I don't know if it's because I gave them like legal rights to come into my dreams and harass me and stuff that they're still like, no, we're not going to leave because they do eventually leave when I quote verses. when I, sometimes when I do repeatedly like him like Jesus, 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 I need you. It will stop. But it's yeah. not just saying it one time and it's over. It's kind of uh-huh. like, you know, they're like, <laughs> like no, yeah. we're here. But I, it's much more peaceful than it's been in like a really long time. For me, I barely hear anything anymore. I'll occasionally have dreams where like in the beginning when I was first getting out of it and still kind of confused, like listening to exorcism chants on YouTube, like wondering mm-hmm. if there still were other gods possibly because my friend was wondering, even though I knew there wasn't and I could not renounce Christ. Like I was like, I'm never renouncing Christ. Yeah. Um, I have some sleep paralysis experiences where I would be like held down and I couldn't move and they would like sexually come on me. And it was not fun. But th- those don't really happen as often anymore. It's very seldom. A lot of times I'll just pop in and kind of be like, hey, you still suck. And I'm like, go away. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Well, yeah. I, think, I, I think it's interesting because, it's it again, I think it kind of ties to like the, non, the non-spiritual realm or, or like the psychological realm. Like anytime you get into uh, making a habit of anything, it takes a little while to reverse that. It's very, very rare that you can just reverse something overnight. Um, and I think that this, f- for whatever reason, is no exception. And I think that, um, kind of like you were alluding to that, it, maybe just the idea that you allowed them into your life in such, a, in such an extreme way because you had so many different outlets that uh, that, that power may take a little bit uh, of time, not necessarily the power, but that doorway may take a little bit of time to close completely. But you've also said that it, that it has. It started to and it continues to get better, even if it's slowly.
1: I've had a lot of prayer at my church and stuff too. And even like uh-huh. deliverance meetings. Like one thing that, cause I felt like, like, you know how there's the unpardonable sin in the Bible where it's like blaspheming the Holy spirit. Yeah, I've wondered like, did I, did I commit that while I was like, you know, talking crap about God or something? Like, did I do that? But, you know, I don't believe that I have, I believe that I'm forgiven. I don't believe that God would have like, you know, saved me. And showed me a way out of it if he was just done with me, you know?
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah.
1: And it's like one thing is they would always tell me, like, you're never going to have a baby. And because my husband and I have been trying for, we tried for almost a year. And like, you know, being only 24, I'm like, oh, is there something wrong? Um, but then uh, I got prayer at my church and um, about my fertility. And also about the demons. And I remember uh, we have fasting and prayer. We're a Pentecostal church. So it's like, Mm -hmm. we got some prayer warriors there. Yeah. I'm very into like, you know, the Holy Spirit and, you know, taking authority and everything. Um, None of that really like fanatical. Nothing like, you know, that's unbiblical. It's all very Bible based. I was very careful about that. Uh (laughs) I actually have two experiences to share from the church. So we got, um, I got prayer at the church. And I just kind of broke down. And uh when I was leaving, one of the pastors was like, Hey, I could tell you're like searching for something, like what God is closed will be open. And I was just like, <laughs> like ugly crying. And I was just like, I just I feel like I'm never gonna have a kid and then the, the demons. And I was just uh, like, you know, just like ha- I have had a few months where I've just broken down, like crying out mm-hmm. to God, like, please make it stop. Mm-hmm. Um but um so i have the head pastor the family pastor and this other woman come up to me and lay hands on me and just pray pray like you know pray in tongues they rebuke everything they pray they pray they pray and i won't say like it was like an instant fix but i did have some more peace then and um we got pregnant the same month wow (laughs) yeah
0: incredible
1: and now i'm i'm uh about About 14 and a half weeks along, and everything is looking great so far. So,
0: Congratulations. That's absolutely incredible. God answers
1: prayers. I think – yeah, he – I really think he – I almost kind of have a feeling that he wanted to make sure that it would be attributed to him because I tried some, like, new age and, like, witchy things to try and promote fertility, like spell jars and stuff, but I didn't do anything – yeah. You know, like actually going to church and having a list prayer, and then immediately like, pregnant. Like yeah. I was like, okay, thank you, God, thank you. Yeah. And I, I actually had the name Elijah that kept coming to me, or Elias. Uh, both of those names kept coming to me, and so finally, I was like, okay, I looked them up, and they mean, uh, the Lord is my God, or Yahweh is God, and mm-hmm. uh, wow. um, I believe that if the baby's a boy, that's gonna be their name. Yahweh is God.
0: <laughs> That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible.
1: And uh, the the one other thing that happened at church, oh my gosh, what was it? Oh, I was asking God. I was like, God, I haven't had great experiences in churches. Please um, give me a sign that this is my home church. And so I go to the first deliverance meeting I've gone to, like not really deliverance, but like fasting and prayer, like anybody mm-hmm. can come there for prayer. And um, I go and I sit down and then... The pastor pastor uh he he's actually traveled and done deliverance work in like india and stuff um he was raised uh hindu he actually had jesus appear to him in his room i <laughs> didn't wow. even know who Jesus was that's yeah, crazy he has an awesome testimony but he looked straight at me and my husband and he's like my wife had a dream about a young couple coming god wants you to know that you're home
0: wow absolutely like, incredible
1: I, I like started to cry i was like thank god yeah
0: yeah and it's interesting yeah. too. it's got kind of a little ironic that all this uh, supernatural stuff doesn't just happen or this you some people would say you know like paranormal it doesn't just happen on the demonic side or the new age side because I think we hear so much of that that we I think it's important to remember that it happens both ways and it might not happen as much. A lot of the stories it doesn't seem to happen as much on the you know on the God side or the the, the you know the, the biblical God side, the Yahweh side but i I think uh, it it does happen. And it's it's really important to remember that um, even if it doesn't happen uh, to everybody, it's it, it's not a competition. And I think um, if God is is as He says He is in the Bible, and and obviously we both believe that, then I think that He knows when people need uh, the right uh, experiences or the right signs or the right miracles at the right time. So that's that's absolutely incredible.
1: Yeah. It does. I think I'm I'm just about I think I'm done. <laughs> I think I've shared everything I can remember. I'm sorry that this one's so long. Oh my god. No,
0: i I've, re- I've really appreciated it. I've really <laughs> I'm appreciated it.
1: So
0: no, you're um, good. Thank you okay. so much for sharing it.
1: Yeah, of course. I, I think uh, it's probably easy to see why I would get a little up in arms if somebody were easy to, like just brushing it off without even knowing the whole thing. I'm like, yo, don't tell me like you know it didn't happen. I yeah. The whole time I was questioning, like, am I going crazy? But then I was like, wait, my friend's experiencing the same things. It would have to be like a mass delusion, and she lives yeah. in, she lives like a, multiple states away. Like, that yeah. doesn't really add up. And I'm like, no. nah. this started when I started messing around with a makeshift Ouija board, and I actually had a girl who claims to be, uh, you know, demonized and claims to have like invited a demon to possess her so she could get jumpstart her music career. No joke, and has sent me videos of like demonic, she has videos of demonic activity. This girl does because she has like poltergeist level stuff happening at her home. Like she sent me a video of like an orb coming at her. Wow. Um, it was like Phew. um, but she also suffers from psychosis.
2: Mm-hmm. And she tried yeah. to
1: tell me that it sounded like I was having a psychotic episode. And I was like, Okay. I went online, I took a, a test, and it said very low for risk of a psychosis. And I was like, Hmm. I'm like, so it seems like if I were to be suffering from psychosis, I would need a very pronounced divorce from reality. And I would need to be accepting what's happening as like truth, no matter what I'm like,
2: right.
1: It's not what's happening. But I really feel like that was almost a demonic attack in itself. Yeah. Because at one point when I was reading like some comments from her, I started to feel demons piling on my head. Wow. And trying to basically say, like, no one's ever going to believe you. You're going crazy. And I was like, oh, no, nope. And I had to pray. I had to call my mom and get prayer. There were some really, really rough days. <laughs> like, yeah. Rough months.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And I'm sure. And, I, you know, that's another thing that you hear a lot in these stories is that, it, it again, it can take a little while. It's not just you flip a switch and all of a sudden everything is, is, is roses. It takes a little while. But oh, it yeah. sounds like you you think, uh, you know, obviously it was very challenging. Everything that you've been through is very challenging to say the least and very traumatic, but was it worth it then to get to this point where we're at now? Yes. And I I didn't notice any hesitation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because I mean, I went from being this person who was constantly seeking, constantly wanting more, constantly feeling like I had to do everything for myself. Not really, You know, feeling like I was stuck in the wheel of samsara, like constant reincarnation and everything. Yeah. To being like, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God's in control of everything. He's going to supply my needs. And when I die, I'm going to spend eternity with Him. And everything was done for me on the cross through Jesus. Like, and I just had such a sense of peace. Like, when I surrendered to Jesus, like, completely surrendered. Mm-hmm. I think um, I meant. I think I may have mentioned earlier that my homosexual attraction, like I I'd identified as bisexual since 13 years old, my homosexual attraction, the last of it, even though you know I'm married to a man, it left, like Incredible. it left. Wow! And it's like I just, oh my gosh! I even had like one of the demons even said, "You're not a lesbian." <laughs> like, like this was mad at me. I was like, okay, yeah. But, like, it's just, like, my desire to pursue, like, New Ageism and witchcraft. Like, I know I'm repulsed by those things. Like Yeah. Whereas I was so interested that I would spend hours studying, like, you know, astrology and everything. Now I'm just like, Mm-mm, not for me. Nope, no, no, no. Like, I pick up, like, you know, I read my Bible every day, you know. I All I really want to listen to is praise music. I don't think my yeah. husband absolutely loves that. <laughs> but um yes. my husband even came to Christ through all of this and he was he was an atheist before. Wow. And so did my stepdaughter. Um you know, she she loves Jesus now. She we actually sat on uh on my bed earlier this morning before she started school. We read we read a uh, Psalm 5 together, talked about it and then talked about God a little bit and she's just she loves God very much.
0: That's incredible. Um,
1: it's been like a whole kind of turnaround for this whole family unit, you know, it's just, it's like night and day. And I'm not not to say I don't still struggle from like the occasional days where I feel cranky or like, you know, I sin and stuff, but it's like the desire to actively seek out sin is no longer there. Like I still stumble, but I'm not just like, you know, plunging headfirst into it anymore. And, you know, I believe it was the apostle Paul who said like, you know, the old me died with Christ like the old me was crucified with Christ and it's like, that's how I feel. I feel like Ray, that person who was like super obsessed with paganism, witchcraft, all that stuff. And, you know, was a lesbian, thought they were a lesbian Um, mm-hmm. or at least bisexual. Like, I feel like they're gone and I feel like Rebecca is here now and she's way different.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. And I think that's a, that's a, uh, statement in and of itself to say that, you know, cause somebody like you were talking about like the psychosis and I'm sure there are some people that would say that, but just this incredible turnaround with all of these experiences that you've had, it's not like you went through thousands of hours of therapy and you went through like these incredible, like, you know, psychological assessments and things like that. And this, none of that occurred. And yet here you are a completely changed person. And and you mentioned that you have a level of peace that you never had before, and, uh, you, you don't have a desire to sin like you had before. And some of that, um, you know, obviously people, some people disagree on what is good and bad, but there's, there are some things that have, have changed for you in relatively quickly, as opposed to if you were going to do this all through the psychological route and just go to therapy and try to get some self-help. And th- this, this is by any secular psychological means, uh, a, a miracle that what has <laughs> happened to you. And uh, I think it's ironic that that is the case, but I think that that should be some evidence in and of itself that um, perhaps, you know, there's a little bit more than psychosis going on here. Um, Yeah. And and, and then, uh, you know, you know, just on top of the other experiences that you mentioned that that could fall more into the miraculous.
1: Yeah. I mean, during the experience, I was even asking my husband, I'm like, do, do I see like, detached from reality because the thing is i was we we're waging like this internal battle with like you know being threatened having bad dreams like hardly being able to sleep like i would go to sleep with like exorcism chants on and stuff and wake up with like palpitations like they were trying to like make me wake up in a panic but when i came down to it i was still doing all of my daily things i was still showering every day i was still yeah. you know taking care of my stepchild it's just like it wasn't like and I still knew who I was and I was still like, my feet were still on the ground. It's not like I was just like living in some crazy fantasy world, you know, which is what they tried to do to me. But then like, once I came back down, I was like, I could very like one thing I think that has to exist with like psychotic episodes or like schizophrenic episodes is that you have to like, be immersed in it, you know? And it's like, you think it's real. You think what you're hearing is real. Like, you're convinced. And when someone tries to tell you it's not real, you're like, no, no. Like, you could be wearing, like, you know, a blue shirt and it's blue to you. And to everyone, you're like, look at my blue shirt, but your shirt's actually, like, green, you know? Right. But it's like, to you, it's blue. But I never had that, like, that cut off from reality. It was like, I was like, this stuff happened because I messed around and found out, you know, about the occults, about, spiritism like that's why these things happened and you know that it wasn't just like one day i woke up and was hearing voices or something there was a very gradual and steady decline into you know the demonization and oppression
0: yeah 100 percent um i was going to ask a couple other questions as well here before we wrap up and one of them is just um i i your conversion to christianity then it happened relatively uh recently right was it uh, really last was, was it last year
1: yeah july 31st is the night that i repented and wow yeah
0: incredible and um and I, when i listen to you talk uh and i've seen you you know just make a couple of posts here and there online um you seem very very well versed for somebody uh that has only given their life to Christianity relatively re- relatively recently, and I understand that you had some kind of a Christian background as well. But what what would you say you attribute that to uh, that the fact that you're so well versed uh, so quickly in Christianity?
1: Um, a couple different things. Holy Spirit for sure. Holy Spirit like quickening things to me, like showing things to me, and and just kind of like you know that also being put through like spiritual boot camp kind of. <laughs> Like, um, I think it really was kind of a big lesson in discernment. And not to say like, you know, I discern things perfectly, because I certainly do not by any means, but it was like a big lesson discernment, like, you know, a huge one eighty for me being like, Oh, New Ageism to Christianity <laughs> Christianity.
3: Uh-huh. So
1: it's like it was a very big switch. And also I- I've spent a good amount of time reading the Bible since that happened. Um when it first happened, I felt like it's really kind of unquenchable thirst to just read the Bible. It's like I had been drinking toxic sludge for years, and especially the past few days, and suddenly I just wanted, like, water, like, clear, clean spring water, and that's what the Bible, like, I felt like that was what the Bible was, and it's like I needed it to clean all the gunk out of my body and out of my head, and I don't think I mentioned this, but um, for a while, for... A few weeks to a month, whenever I would even think the name of Jesus or the Holy Spirit or Holy Trinity or Yahweh or Jehovah or anything like that, my body would shake really badly. (laughs) Um, Hmm. Because I think it kind of made them a little scared or like Mm -hmm. mad or they knew their time was coming to an end. But um, it's uh, yeah, I think that um, definitely the Holy Spirit being put through spiritual boot boot camp and spending a lot of time in the word. And also, um, you know, speaking to my pastor, my mom and just other strong believers and such has really kind of catapulted me from like, you know, I guess absolute baby Christian who knows nothing to like, you know, feeling a little bit firmer and stronger in my faith, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's very obvious. It's very obvious. And it sounds like you have a really good support group there as well. And, uh, just incredible that you were able to find a good church. So, so quickly, I know a lot of people, uh, have struggled with that. Um, an answer to
2: prayer.
0: yeah, hundred percent. Um, so I just think that, that it, it's so that in in and of itself, I think it's another piece of, of evidence that, uh, you know, what you're describing is real and, uh, it's, it's just a, it's, it's just a complete turnaround. Um, and it's, it's, it's very rare for somebody I think that is having a, uh, psychosis a series of psychosis episodes all of a sudden just uh, you know have such a desire to learn learn the word and uh you know do all these different things that you're doing i think i would think that's that's very rare yeah just absolutely incredible yeah
1: Thank you for letting me share. I'm, yeah. I am feel like I just like word vomited at you for like two
0: hours. No, I really, <laughs> again, I really, really appreciate it. Um, I think a lot of people, like I said, are going to really take a lot from your story. And I'm so thankful so. that you took the time to do this. And uh, just so, thanks so, so thanks. Yeah. So thankful that um, you're where you're at now. So um, I w- uh, just before we go, um, do you have any, any parting words for somebody that might be going through something similar to what you went through or, uh, just, I guess any parting words in general come to mind?
1: Um, well, if anybody is going through like demonization or, uh, anything of that nature, you'll get through it. Trust in God. Don't pay attention to any external noise. Get into your Bible, get, get in contact. If you can't physically go to church because of COVID, like online, find online sermons, get in contact with a prayer group and just trust God because you're going to get through it and trust in the name of Jesus. But also like, you know, there's a verse that says, um, be still. And like, I will fight your battles for you. I believe that's how it goes. Something like that. Mm -hmm. God's taking care of you. God's not going to let anything bad happen to you and don't rely on your own strength, rely on God. And uh, if I may give a message to those who are dabbling in any of this stuff, Sure. Throw that stuff away. <laughs> Burn it if you must. I burned some things and I threw everything away. Yeah. You don't need it. You don't, anything you think is for protection, it's not. Get rid of all of that nonsense. Uh, it doesn't do anything. It attracts bad things and just turn to Christ because there is nothing to be found of substance that's going to offer you eternal life and all of these crazy paths there's just nothing there and that's just it <laughs> sorry yeah. i found out i found out the hard way so hopefully somebody else doesn't have to <laughs> oh,
0: well i can relate to that yeah, i can relate to that and i think again people are going to be able to use this, this experience in, in in a really positive way um i think uh well, yeah so you do have you have a, a a group that you recently started would you like to share that with everybody
1: yes yes i would Um, it is called new ager recovery or former new ager recovery through Christ. Sorry. Um, it's on Facebook. Um, no, uh, there's no like no ostracization or no stigma attached to anybody's like story or experiences. You can join, um, you know, and get support, share your story. Um, if you're trying to get out of the new age, but you feel like, you know, where do I even start? What's true? There are, I've added some people who didn't ever have experience with the new age. They are just very strong believers as well to that group. So there's a very nice community. Every single person who's in there. I trust them <laughs> and they're very kind and they love Jesus. So um, look it up and join if you would like.
0: Yeah. And what a cool idea, because I think this is something that it's, it's where that you're going to encounter people in your, in your, uh, everyday walk of life that have been through something like this. So what an awesome resource to be able to find people that have gone through something that is, is, is more rare as opposed to maybe some, some other experiences in life where you can find a recovery group, maybe a little bit easier in person, uh, to be able to do it, it through this, through Facebook. Um, I, I think it's, it's, it's very helpful and and so cool that you, that you started that. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, if somebody wanted to get in in contact with you, I understand you also have an email. Mm
1: -hmm. I do. Um, It's newagerrecoverythroughchrist at gmail.com. No uh, dashes or uh, periods or anything, just newagerrecoverythroughchrist at gmail.com.
0: Okay. Well, awesome. Well, Rebecca, thanks again for joining us uh, and sharing an incredible story with us. And uh, again, I'm just so thankful that you took this time out of your day to do this. And uh, I just wish you the best going forward. And uh, thank thank you so much.
1: Yeah, Thank you for having me. And God bless yeah. you. Yeah. Thank
0: you very much. You as well. Thank you. Well, that's the show this week, everybody. I want to thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And just reminder, please rate and review us wherever it is that you're watching or listening. If you're on YouTube, if you could please subscribe to us. That would really help us and hopefully help other people uh, that are like yourself. Uh, also enjoy the podcast. Um, I would also just remind you that we have a Facebook group, and if you enjoyed Rebecca's story at all today, uh, she's one of the admins over there at our Facebook group, just Spirit Answers over on Facebook. There you can interact with our guests that we have on the program, get sneak peeks of next week's ep- episode, and also uh, there's usually a little bit of supplemental information about that past week's episode that I will offer. Um, additionally, if you know anybody that you think could benefit from this, please share it with them. Um, that does a lot for us. Again, we don't have the big marketing budgets that maybe other podcasts have. And uh, this is all about just getting the word of truth out there that the supernatural is real, God is real, and the only way to find peace is to have a relationship with our Creator. And uh, I know that there's many people out there that are always asking, what can I do to reach out to the the lost and the people that are still in the new age? Well, this is a great opportunity to share something with them, and hopefully they can see through uh, people's experiences like Rebecca's and others that uh, there is some truth to Uh, Christianity, and there's truth to the Bible, and uh, that would really mean a lot to me, and I think uh, to many others as well. Lastly, if you are the person that's still looking for answers, I would ask you to do something simple. Uh, I would ask you to ask God to reveal himself to you in a way that is personal to you, and I would ask you to do this uh, over a period of time, and to not give up, and I really do think that you will be... um, surprised and happy with the results. I think that you will find that there is something more to this life than just the physical. Um, I ask that you would continue to do this for a period of time. If you, if you truly, truly want to know the truth and, and are truly searching for answers, I know it will pay off for you. Um, I know that God loves you. He really wants nothing more than to have a relationship with you. He created you. Um, and there is nothing more exciting and more fulfilling than having a relationship with the being that created you. Um, I, I, I never thought I'd be saying that but you know it's 100% true um, so uh, if you'd like feel free to um, put any other questions that you might have below and if you're watching this on YouTube in the comments feel free to reach out to me directly um, you can just uh, reach out to me at our email spiritanswerspodcast at gmail.com thank you so much for tuning in I will be praying for you guys and I will see you all next week have a great week